I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review, speaking with someone new to Houstonians and Houston fans, but you get to know her, Coach Vernette Skeet, new head coach right. at Texas, Texas Southern University. Coach, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm eager. <laughs> I'm ready to go. And you're busy. So I'm busy. So yeah. we're trying to squeeze this in. So for those who don't know, tell us about your background, basketball, career, coaching, all those things. Um, well, I mean, I think the easiest thing to, to know about me is that I'm a competitor and I compete. I, I pretty much won on every level um, as a player and a coach I've been on. Um, I've, I've been a high school coach. I've been a junior college coach. I've been, um, you know, the, the Division One, ACC, SEC, um, Big Ten, Big East. Um, I've had quite a, a, a plethora of experience. Uh, when it comes to basketball, and um, I'm excited. I mean, I pretty much have won a championship in some format in every place I've been. Um, been a really good job of, of rebuilding um, and, and, you know, blossoming programs. So I'm super excited about being here at TSU. And this is the first place that I've been, and I don't really have to essentially rebuild, um, but but more or less the same. So this will be a different challenge, but exciting challenge. Now you you've been at Power Five programs mm -hmm. as a coach. Mm -hmm. You played ball at Alcorn State. Mm -hmm. So was your time at Alcorn State a reason to help you want to decide to take over at Texas Southern? Well, yeah, you know, I thought it was it was interesting. I feel like you know, there's just been an energy and a spirit behind HBCUs as well um, that's progressive and bringing us to the light. And I just thought that maybe taking some of my experience and hearing the things that are good, like. Coming to TSU, I realized that they had everything. You know, it's always that anything you need to be successful is here. You know, um, we have everything here that maybe some of the Power Fives have. Now, they may have three of them, and we may have one of them. You know, so that's where, you know, the disparity comes in. But we have it. Um, and what, what I've known, I've been working on the offense, and, and, you know, for about three years and just building and growing and fine-tuning it. You know, there's not necessarily a place known for basketball, like high archy or offense and things like that. I wanted to change that. I wanted to bring in and show – case how you can take an athletic conference that's pretty known for getting up in your face and traditionally pressing and going and then you know to meet the power fives and they you know they, they can't defensively you know kind of hold those to the same as they do in conference and you know that's kind of been a mindset i saw when i was watching the tournament last year that a, it's a swag team has never won um ncaa tournament and and that that i was like wow i, I want to do that <laughs> I want, well, Lord, I, I want that one. So um, that that's kind of my mission, my goals here, to bring and share the light on a place that I've played. And I think that, you know, competitive-wise, you know, with the right offense and, and the right teaching, um, these kids have a chance to be showcased and seen nationally. How much of a whirlwind has it been for you in these last few days? You know, um, there, you know, I just, it's, it's one thing about just being a good person uh, that so many people want to help and congratulate and be a part of. And, you know, I, I have been bombarded with love and help and, you know, job. I, like, I, I'm so glad I had my staff in place before I, you know, kind of announced everything because so many, I mean, there's people coming from like Power Five, like, you want to come right, you know? So I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, but it's been overwhelming just trying to get a <laughs> shift through all of the job inquiries, the player inquiries, you know, like yeah, you at your culture of an abundance of people as I have in my career at this point. You know, you have all of them talking and it's a lot of the transfer porter kids are out there and I'm like, oh, Coach Skeet is great, you know, go to, you know, and so you're trying to just shift through information to build your roster, to build your staff, um, to make sure you have things in place, to get your schedule going. Because I don't have anything, I haven't done anything yet, you know, but I want to make sure, because I'm, I'm here day one, but I want to make sure that I'm building a good product so that as you're, you know, because I, I hate, you know, you have people who are always asking for things and women's basketball can be known for asking for a lot of things, <laughs> a lot, because we need a lot. Um, but I, I'm a fan, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge component of, of the product has to be good um, before you ask for a ton. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm putting a good product out on the floor and I'm building and I'm growing from there. And um, I, I got qualified staff. I couldn't didn't hire anybody on my staff, you know, um, that, that wasn't a skill developer. Like you had to be a high-level skill developer. That was the first thing. I had a lot of people saying, hey, I just want to get my foot in the door. And I said, that's the, you know, with our level, sometimes we tend to get that kind of inquiry. The person that just wants their shot, this is one again. And so, but in the, in retrospect, as a leader, I have to look at, well, then I'm not giving my kids the best opportunity to move forward. Because as you're trying to get your foot in the door, I need somebody who can knock down the door for them. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure that I, you know, because, and I want, I, I, you know, I could probably catch a little flack. I didn't necessarily get people who came from Texas. Um, but, but what I got was the people who could push and grow this program in the direction that it needed and not take it with the ceiling. I didn't want anybody coming in with the ceiling like, oh, that's a, you know, that's just a swag or, or that's just a HBCU. And, you know, I can I can be successful there. I wanted people who could run and come in and think like I'm at UConn right now. What would I do differently? Mm-hmm. I'm at South Carolina right now. What would I like and, and operate? And I could challenge them to operate and think on the same mindsets. So at least. They may not have the things of those schools, but they will have the experience of them. And that was important to me. I didn't want to bring a kid or recruit anybody and ever that wouldn't have a chance to have the experience of elite level basketball because elite doesn't mean things. Elite is a mindset. Greatness is a mindset. And that's what I wanted to infuse here as we built um, so that there are a lot of houses like my, you know, we didn't have steak every night growing up. Uh, but if we, we had fried chicken and, and, and beans and rice, it tasted like a million dollars because it still was the experience of wholesome love and everything. And you might not had love when you was eating that steak and potatoes, you know, right. but, but the experience that we're building, you can build it from anything. You know, I, me and my brother used to laugh all the time. We go in there and look in the fridge. It was nothing. It looked like it was nothing to eat. And my mom would come out and make a gourmet meal out of scratch from ingredients that we, we didn't know she could make. But the love and the care was in it um, to nourish our bodies and to get us where and it was important to her. And I think that's the mentality that I wanted people coming in trying to build this program to get where I wanted the vision of where I wanted to go. And if they didn't say those things in the hiring process, we just said, thank you, maybe maybe another time, <laughs> you know, because that, that I just we, we, we forget. We get so ambitious about us that we forget that whatever we don't have is what these children will lack. I mean, the younger adults, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just what, what what I don't have. If I'm not working to get that, if I get caught up in, oh, I got my first job and I'm not studying and I'm not growing, I'm not building it, then they're going to suffer. 
Well, and they're going to suffer when we're playing those Power Five teams. They're going to suffer if we're playing a South Carolina. They're going to suffer if we're playing a UConn. They're going to suffer if we're playing a UTA or SMU to tournament teams. So it's up to me to make sure that I'm bringing those things to the table so they have an expectation of greatness. Are you able to announce your staff yet? Is that, is that a secret? Uh, my staff is official. Um, my staff is official. Um, <laughs> uh, they have not made the website yet. We're working on a few things, but my staff okay. is official as they. I wanted them to be able to give you know their former jobs their you know proper notice. So that's what we've been waiting on. But um, for us, everything here they're clear. We're good to go with that. We're just making sure they wait out there. Um, but it should be on the website probably by the end of the week. Okay, great. Yeah. Have you had a chance to make your first recruiting trip as a head coach to TSU? I have. We actually just came off of eval weekend um, this weekend. And so we, we went up to Dallas. It was a lot of great tournaments out there. But I told my staff, you know, our biggest thing is to conquer Texas. You know, um, we, we, we may not be from Texas, but we still can do right by Texas. You know, and I think sometimes people take advantage of, oh, I'm from Texas, I can get so-and-so, or that so-and-so. Like, or they come in with a preconceived notion about, oh, I don't like this person. Oh, can't deal with this coach. We were all fresh and eager to build relationships. We were in the gym shaking hands, whether teams had players or not. You know, we wanted to open up. We extended, you know, game invitations, you know, bringing their teams down, campus visits. We were out and about. We were just trying to knock down the doors. And I'm sure there'll be more over the course of the summer that we can get to. But we wanted to be, we wanted to figure out how we can start keeping this talent home. Like, literally, we will be a national scope program, no doubt about that. But we all know we can stay in Texas and get the best of the best and be fueling and competitive, you know, throughout there's so much, but it's just a matter of exposure. Um, so that's what we're trying to do to make sure we do that. Uh, my, we already have the major cities, you know, we, we, we've divided them up and we're trying to conquer them, um, and, and, and get bit. So yeah, it was, it was fun to get out on the road and see people eager. And there's so many great Texas programs, AU. I mean, they, they want to help us, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they want to help us. And I'm all the way down. I'm not going to name them cause I'll leave some out and somebody be mad, but there's so many programs that worked up to us and was, they want to help. And they want their kids to get seen and they want to grow this program. They want to grow. They want to be able to come watch them, you know, not just at the city. And so I said, that that's great with the fan base. So we're actively working on that. We're trying to get some Houston kids right now to stay home as well. Uh, so, you know, it, to add to our roster this year, we're trying to do do right by, by the state pretty much. So, yeah. How, what's been the response on campus? Have you had to, did anything kind of surprise you like, they weren't as hyped about women's basketball. You had to like motivate people on campus. Um, you know, I think I think uh, we had to set a tone of what our standard was going to be, and I think a little bit of that. Like sometimes the basketball world gets to a place where we have this unrealistic um, expectation of entitlement, <laughs> you know, and. Um, I, once everybody saw that I was coming in, knowing that we were going to do the work, I mean, it's been, I mean, the help has been tremendous, you know? Um, so I, I think that's been the biggest thing. They wanted to know what was going to be my tone. What was I got? Like, did I care? Because this is an academia. Mm-hmm. This is academia. People forget that. They they think they come in to just be a cut. Like I'm, a part of a scholastic, like this is a university, mm-hmm. you know, this is a higher education. 
So, so they wanted somebody to come in that was going to care about these children getting degrees, not just winning games. And, and I do. Um, so, so when we saw that we weren't going to compromise the growth of them academically, and that was somebody that was a part of, and that that's fair. A lot of people get into these roles and they feel like, you know, academia kind of, it's a fight and it's a struggle. And I think that if I'm doing a disservice to them academically, then I failed them because women's basketball at this point isn't signing a $75 million contract. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, having a degree matters. You know what I mean? Like we just watched a legend, one of the greatest women to play basketball, Cynthia Cooper, who was here before me, you know, all respect to her. And I'm trying to make sure I do right by what she built. Um, she had a job, you uh -huh. know, until she retired. So when she finished playing basketball, she had a job. Don Staley has a job, you know, Lisa Leslie has a job. So women's basketball is still working and growing and you're going to work after you play and you can get to a place where you can retire like Cynthia Cooper. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to have a job. So are we truly preparing these kids for what's next? Um, and so I, I, some people think that's a strain or that they're being mean or wrong or they don't care. And I actually think that's love. I think it's more important to make sure that the academic portion is cared about and not just these for you. No disrespect for any job title, but if you're in college and you win four championships for four years and the next 40 years of your life, you're working at minimum wage. Well, you wasted time. You could have did that straight out of college, you know, out of high school. You know, so that's what we're trying to build leaders. We're trying to build entrepreneurs. We're trying to build risk takers. We're trying to build innovators that can use their skills as on the basketball. And if they play as long as they would, like, we would love for them to play as long as they can. But the most important thing is that they have the academic family. So I've met academic. We've been great. <laughs> we've, we've had fun so far. So as long as they stick to making sure my kids get everything they need academically, uh, my, my young women, uh, we, we are going to be good. Because I can't have nobody around my players that are not going to bring them excellence. What is your roster right now? How many spots do you have open? Um, I am winding. They they got they got closed quick. Um, I think we actually had two commits come in over the weekend, which is very fun. And I think we have about two more right now who are on the fence, uh, borderline probably. A few calls today may push them. I'm about to set up some zooms. Um, so we, uh, my first year, I did not want to have a roster full of 15. You know, and no disrespect to the program, but when we look at women's basketball and the state of mental health right now, Maryland can't keep 15 kids happy. South Carolina can't. Like you can, like these teams have 15, maybe too many for women's basketball. In my first year, I didn't want to have three or four kids in the same position. Mm -hmm. on the team that can do the same thing. You, you, you can't keep that happy. That makes no sense. So while I'm teaching my staff and I'm learning relationships with academics, you know, and, 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 and learning and teaching my players a new style of play, I didn't want to be boggled down with a bunch of players that look the same in the same spot. That's not, oh, they'll compete. That's, no, that's dumb. You know, if I'm going to recruit and be a good recruiter, you, you're what I got. I don't need to recruit another you. You know, and I committed to the other kids that were here that I wouldn't bring in another kid that looked like them. I don't care what my relationship was with them. I wasn't bringing the kid that did exactly what they were doing. So I'm trying to keep my roster small. God protect us from injuries. I get that, you know, but um, I, don't, I necessarily don't think that I want to be completely full this year just because I want to make sure that I'm giving these kids a fair shot that have already been here. 
How, have you had a chance to look at non-conference schedule? Yes, um, we are still building it, some of it, um, because it wasn't finished. Uh, so we are completing that as well. And, and we're excited about what we're bringing to the table because we have some challenges. You know, we have some challenges, but challenges that we feel like we can compete with. You know, especially with if everybody buys in and we finish this roster up and they take um, take pride in learning this offense, uh, we, we, we should be pretty we, – we're going to make some noise. Will you have home games non-conference this year? Uh, we have a few. You know, obviously it's a little harder to get people to come on down, um, but that's what we're working on, changing the trajectory of – um, the schedule was a, lot, a little behind, um, so we don't have the luxury of, of having too much our way this year. We have to kind of be at the, the mercy of, of schedulers who still have spots open um, and trying to keep it. We, we're trying to not go so far away, you know, if we have to. And, again, this is all, you know, um, it's still up in the air, um, but we're, we're working on that um, to try to finalize. And, again, I just got in here, um, you know, got in here on – the last week or so, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we had to fill the whole conference in about two or three games, so we're still trying to, to work on that. So, yeah. We're almost done because I know your time is short today, yeah. but I'm asking you to uh, let's try to do this on a semi-regular basis so we can talk about TSU and the program. Yeah. yeah. Who who has, who would you say were some of your biggest influences in coaching? Oh, um, I have, you know, I have been blessed with a lot of great teachers, you know, starting off with coming into the Division One era was Katie Meyer. I have to credit her um, for a lot of what uh, my philosophy was, because when I came in, she sat me down and, you know, she said, hey, Ski, here's the layout of women's basketball. You know, as an African-American woman, what do you want to be? You know, so often we are known and labeled as recruiters, you know, um, you know, the ones that we go get the kids and people are happy with us in that role. And she said, hey, if you want to be a recruiter, then fine. If you want to be a basketball coach, then fine. Let me know. And Mm -hmm. from that day, I said, well, I want to be a basketball coach. I don't want to just be a recruiter. Um, She opened up everything. You know, I was learning about Nike budgets. I was learning about the video. I was doing a scout with her against a power five team. You know, the summer before, you know, that we ended up using, you know, and so, so she, she just, she always asked my opinion and my thoughts and she engaged me and she written out over the course I've, I've, I've went back and I've studied, you know, the Dean Smith and the line of offense and a lot of that, you know, the flow and, you know, I've, I've watched a ton of stuff and I've grew from that, you know, the pack line and all, but like the person who actually just got my mindset even coming from, you know, cause I graduated from the swag and I was, you know, but, but how there was a lot that I didn't know. There was a lot of different things and, and understanding different flows. And yeah, so she, she, she taught, she sat down and she, and she opened it and she triggered my mind to want to know more. Um, so I, I would definitely give her credit for just jumping, jump starting me in the right direction. You know, I, I mean, being in the big East, you know, you, you work with the Doug Bruno's, you know, you work with Creighton and Villanova, Harry, uh, that was up like their style of play it helped me increase my basketball IQ for its offensive flow. Because one, you had to guard it, so you had to mm-hmm. understand it. But it taught you different offenses. So that's what, like, the blend of my offense I feel is great at. Because now they they usually, they were, they, they've were been successful taking, you know, probably maybe, you know, mid-level players and being very competitive. You saw Creighton go far in, into the tournament this year. You saw South Dakota State. You know, you see these teams 
be very successful because they have a style of play. They have an offensive structure. And so I'm trying to infuse that with athletes a little bit more um, and blend that combination of having, I know read and react is the term, but my offensive kind of genre is more of a feel and flow. Um, and so when I do that and that, that, so a lot of that, I got, I'm, I'm doing a run on cause I get excited about basketball, but I would really say, and then Carolyn Keeger, you know, she was the offensive guru, you know, we were at Marquette, you know, we were the smallest team in the top 25, you know, we were the biggies, we, we transitioned and, you know, they may be back, but at the time we were there, you know, um, Mar- Marquette was no longer a major program, you know, we changed it. We, and that, that's, that's the same mindset of refreshness. I want, when I got to Miami, we were at the bottom of the ACC. When I left, we were winning conference championships and time with Duke and we were sending two kids to the WNBA, you know, same thing. At Marquette. Like that's the mentality and the momentum that I want to build here. Just that ability to rebuild and refresh and ascend people's minds to another level. So yeah. last thing real quick, <clears throat> what's your message to Texas Southern fans and alums about Coach um, Burnett Come support us. Come support us, but we're gonna make you proud. We're gonna put a good product on the floor that you're gonna be proud of. That you're gonna be proud of. I'm not gonna ask for nothing until we can present something. Um, but as we do, you know, support these girls, you know, tweet them out, follow them, give them love and support. A lot of them are away from home right now. Um, they're going to need you in the stands. You know, that's the beauty of that. I think the SEC does a great job of supporting um, their kids. I mean, that's the, some of the loudest gyms to be in. And the girls get excited. They take it more serious. And I think when there's an accountability of the fans there, players work hard. You know, when you're going into an empty gym, it's almost like you're working for nothing. So, you know, I, I would implore them. You know, I know we're battling a ton in the city of Houston. You got the Rockets. You got the you got everything around. But we're going to put a good product out there and expend and invest at least two or three games to come out this year and, and say, hey, and that you see me out and about, introduce yourself. You know, you're going to see my kids running around the gym. You know, if you love basketball, even if you're not a TSU fan, like get these kids around the game. Bring your daughters, bring your young children, bring your young sons, like bring them in and let them see basketball because it's going to be a fun style of play. Thank you, Coach Geek. All right. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.